Good evening, everybody. Uh, greetings from the Darwin Fellowship. I don't bring any individual greetings because nobody paid me enough money. Um, yeah, when uh, Pastor David asked me if I wanted to give a talk, I quickly jumped up the opportunity because I wanted to get that mask off. So this is good. All right. Um, if you want to get your Bibles ready, the scripture I'm going to go to first is in Genesis 32. Um, and uh, the title of my talk is Living Up to Your Spiritual Potential. And uh, I think we're all pretty familiar with the concept of living up to your potential. Um, most people in this world, to some extent or another, obsess over achieving um, some kind of uh, goal or recognition in their lives. And uh, we usually have an idea of what we might be capable of if we set our, our mind to a task. Um, if we put in the, the time and the effort. And um, there are many people who work very hard uh, to achieve success in the physical, uh, in the physical sense, um, in their relationships, in their enterprises, their work, their pursuits, um, whatever it may be. Um, and we live in a time when nobody really wants to settle for less than what they think they can achieve or what they think they might be capable of getting. And so a lot of people try and optimize their lives and, and their lifestyles. Uh, you know, they hit the gym to get a good physique. Um, they educate themselves. They learn musical instruments, languages, trades, arts. Um, they want to be the best version of themselves that they can be. Um, oops. You know, they seek to improve their self-esteem, um, their communication skills. Um, they work hard in their jobs and, and they're selective with the people that they spend their time with. Um, and so on, all these things. And the point is, a lot of people are very driven to achieve uh, success in the physical sense and to make their life as good as it can be um, in the physical sense. They want to um, self-actualize. If you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right at the top is self-actualization, you know, uh, being the best version of you that's possible. And they know that they only have one life and they, and they want to make the most of it. And the point that I want to make in all of this is that while it's nice to live to your full potential in the physical sense, it is so much more important to strive to achieve your spiritual potential and to realize the blessings that the Lord has in store uh, for each and every one of us. Um, you know, as spirit-filled Christians who know and are always trying to better understand um, the phrase to live is Christ and to die is gain. How much more should we be focusing on receiving all of the blessings that we can from the Lord in our time on this earth? So Genesis chapter 32, and I've got to get there myself. Oh good, the clock's on, great. All right, starting in verse 24. story of Jacob and the angel. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, and this is Jacob speaking now, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. 
And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And, um, you know, just looking at the mentality of Jacob, he was a real warrior when it came to pursuing the blessing. Um, somebody who does a bit of grappling myself, I do judo, I know how exhausting it is to wrestle with somebody, you know, who's trying to take you down themselves. Um, you know, a, a typical judo fight goes for four minutes, and at the end of four minutes, the athletes are pretty knackered, and those are, you know, elite competition athletes. So Jacob's in the situation here where he's been wrestling until the break of day, and, um, you know, he was wounded, he was exhausted, and he was quite probably at the end of his rope. But he didn't yield. And I don't know whether he fully appreciated who he was wrestling against, but he knew that there was a blessing to be had, and he wasn't going to give up until he had received that blessing. And because of his effort, and because of his perseverance, he received something from the Lord. He received a name. That name was Israel. And anyone who's read just a bit of the Bible will have a pretty good idea of the significance of that name. It's the name of the Lord's people. In the Old Testament, we had the children of Israel, and now today, his, we, his spirit-filled church, are spiritual Israel. It's the name of the Lord's people, and that carries a lot of weight. But Jacob was the first one to be bestowed this name. And, you know, just think about it. Like, we're his namesakes. You know, he, he got this title first. And what a blessing that is. What a, what a victory for him. He knew that there was something to be had in wrestling this angel, and, and, he, and he pursued it. He didn't give up. He didn't give in. No matter the hurt, no matter the exhaustion, no matter the injury. And he didn't achieve this victory by sitting on his backside, by chilling out, by staying in his comfort zone, he fought, he struggled. He valued what it was that he was pursuing. And he knew that it was his birthright as a son of Abraham and Isaac. He knew what his potential was because he knew the promise that the Lord had made to his forefathers. And knowing the potential that he had knowing that it was his birthright to be blessed of the Lord and that the Lord was going to make a people out of Abraham and Isaac. He wanted that blessing all that much more. And in the Lord, as spirit-filled people, we're not limited in the number of blessings that we can receive. Um, when we go on our knees to pray to the Lord, we shouldn't have a, a barrier in our mind like, yeah, I'm going to pray for this much, because I think that's reasonable. You know, if what we're asking for is, is right in the eyes of the Lord, there are no limits. And we need to have that heart and that courage to step out and, and petition the Lord for the things that we know we could use to serve him better. We need to remember where the goodness in our lives comes from and believe that our Lord is far from finished with working in our lives. And I guess when it comes to realizing our spiritual potential, I suppose there might be an upper limit, and that upper limit would be Jesus Christ. So until you see yourself as a perfect reflection of Jesus Christ, 
you have more room to grow. There are more blessings that are there to be received, to be claimed. And uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow up into Christ in the way that we live our lives. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Just the one verse. And the Lord God formed men of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And if the Lord by his breath alone can bring life out of dust, how much more can he do with our mortal bodies? How much more can he do with us as spirit-filled Christians? How much higher can he elevate our spirits? What kind of joy, uh, love, hope and goodness can he fill us with? What kind of power and testimony might, might we see? What kind of a people could we be in this world? And he's called us a, a chosen generation, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, sons and daughters of the living God. He's given us all of these titles and all of this authority and all of this power. Dare we put any, any limitations on our Lord in, in how he can bless us and what he can do for us? Um, there's a story in the Old Testament, Judges chapter 7, about Gideon. And he went into uh, the camp of the Midianites, the Amalekites. The Lord told him, um, go with Phura, your servant, and, and spy out the camp. I want to show you something. And so he went to the camp. And he heard some of the Midianites in the camp um, talking. And, and one of them said, look, I had this dream. And there was uh, this loaf of barley bread rolled into our camp. And it knocked over one of the tents, just knocked it flat. And another man in that conversation said, well, you know, this is the sword of Gideon, son of Joash. Um, and the Lord's going to deliver the Midianites into his hand. And, you know, you think of it, it's a, it's a funny little story, a loaf of barley bread rolling into the camp, knocking over a tent, and um, as silly as it is, you know, the Lord could have used that loaf of barley bread to wipe out the Midianites single-handedly, but, um, you know, he chose to use Gideon and his 300 men. He chose to give them the blessing to let them see the victory. You know, there's no limits to what the Lord can do, and it's an exciting and a, and a powerful thing. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Okay, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So he's made us to be something new. He's given us a new potential. He's given us a higher calling. There is a path for us to walk and there are, and there are good works that are expected to come from our lives. There's a testimony that he wants us to demonstrate to our brothers and sisters and to the world. And just as in the physical sense, if we don't make an effort, if we don't try, if 
we don't put in the hard work and stay on that path to success, keep working at it without fail, then we will come short of our potential, of our spiritual potential. We'll settle for less than what we might have achieved. You know, you don't get ripped by going to the gym two days a week. You don't master a trade or a craft and retain that mastery by working on it every now and then very infrequently. It's just not going to happen. You can't um, learn a language if, you're, if you aren't exposing yourself to it constantly, um, frequently revising, and over a long period of time too. You know, you can study, pick whatever language you want, um, eight hours a day for a month, but if you don't do it over a long period of time, you're not going to really see any success in that pursuit. It's, it takes consistent effort. So likewise, you don't get to taste and see all of the blessings that the Lord has for you if you don't maintain that spiritual walk with the Lord. If you don't stay on the path, if your heart and your mind are distracted by other things, if you can't take the time out of your day to get on your knees and pray, you know, and we're at, we've got a great opportunity here at the camp, you know, we're away from the world, uh, we've got prayer meetings every morning, every second day we've got a morning meeting, we've got a, an, an evening meeting every night, so many opportunities for fellowship, for so many opportunities to be encouraged and to be a blessing. Um, and you know, after all these meetings, we've got time to fellowship, time to talk about the Lord, time to share testimonies, time to grow, time to set ourselves in the right direction. And you know, I just praise the Lord for this camp, for the opportunities that we have, and I pray that you know, we all recognize what the Lord has in store for us, and not just in the next life, but in this life too. And I'll leave it there.